Welcome in to the fun astrology podcast for November 10th. It's Wednesday, hump day. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. Hope you like what we do here. A little quick snippet look at the sky, and we try to do it on a lighter side and make it a little bit fun and not so darn serious. <laughs> Mentioned on Monday that we had a couple of aspects midweek. Other than that, we are chasing Luna around the chart. Luna today is in Aquarius. In fact, Luna is part of the big show today, so let's just talk about all of this. So the moon is in Aquarius, will be all day. The moon is conjunct Saturn this morning, uh, 10.30 this morning, Eastern Time. Luna and Saturn are one for a few minutes, <laughs> just a few. Seven degrees Aquarius. Now, let's hop up to Scorpio, which is just one square away. And we have Mars and Mercury at seven degrees. They exactly conjunct at nine o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. So you have Mars and Mercury and Scorpio squaring the moon and Saturn in Aquarius. Now let me throw two other conjunctions because these planets are wanting to talk and work with each other. Actually, I want to throw three more in. Saturn and the moon are sextile to Chiron. And Chiron is in a quincunx. That's half of a yod third of a yod, not a full yod, just a third, just one aspect, quincunx, 150 degrees, back up to Scorpio, Mars and Mercury. All right? So we've tied some karmic past wound stuff into this. And also we have the forming square we talked about yesterday with Saturn and the moon now square to Uranus in Taurus. Now that's a big in astrology language, applying aspect, meaning that Saturn and the moon are moving toward that aspect. It's closing in. Right now it's a five-degree gap, five-degree orb, but that is moving in and will close the gap by late December. But it's just worth noting that we have this energy formulating and stirring today, and I think this is significant energy, no doubt. Okay, you want one more? Let's throw one more log on the fire. And this is one we're not going to get away from for a while, so we might as well just pick it apart when it shows up. And that is Venus in Capricorn is at this table too because it is in a sextile back to Scorpio, Mars and Mercury, and it's in a square to Chiron. So we really got this, this group of planets that are screaming, working with each other right now, Mars and Mercury in Scorpio. Venus in Capricorn, Moon and Saturn in Aquarius, Chiron in Aries, and Uranus in Taurus. What does all that mean? Well, let's take the Scorpio group first, because that's where the stellium is. The sun, of course, is in there as well. So that's three planets in Scorpio. So Mars and Mercury. I mean, look, this has, I'm going to tell you straight up, it has a big count to five countdown watch day. Uh, we've been in it for a couple of days. We'll be in it for a couple of more. This is an aspect that you want to just make sure before you answer that you're on good loving ground. Only answer from love. Venus sextile in Capricorn. Don't lash out. Don't let that Mars win the day. Mars in Scorpio is feisty. It's frisky. It's, yes, the H word too. I'll just leave it at that. Y'all can figure that one out. But it is. It's frisky. It's It can be aggressive. 
when it is blended with mercury, that can affect our words. Now, let's put that in a different context. If you are an attorney, for example, and you have a trial today and you're going to be standing in front of a jury, you could use that deep, Scorpio, passionate, inspiring, fiery, bigger-than-life perspective along with Mars and bring in that Aries energy. And if your words are winsome and convincing and you play that Scorpio energy to your advantage, because remember, Scorpio can be one of the most just enticing, wooing, swooning kinds of signs. So use that side of Scorpio, not the harsh side, and oh, you could melt butter. And then that Venus in Capricorn is standing there saying, if you'll rely on me, we can make this loving and we can make it last. You won't forget it. You've been thinking about popping the question with somebody? Go for it. Now, let's connect this square to Saturn because it is absolutely amplified by Luna today. Let's think of two sides of the coin. Which side are you going to choose? Saturn can represent death, delay, decay, disaster, all those Ds, or it can express lasting, solid, firm foundation that will leave a legacy in its wake. So which side of that coin do you want to flip? So you could apply all those Ds to communication, learning, knowledge, intuition, squaring up to Scorpio, Mars, and Mercury. Or let's flip this around because this is kind of cool. Think about the aspect or the piece of Aquarius that is original thinking, that is intuitive, that is self-independent. Think about the connection of that and Scorpio, Scorpio's scientific physician kind of brain, surgeon brain, researcher brain. You see the tie there? You have this really cool investigative intellectual piece that if you slide over to the positive side of this square, yes, there's a little bit of friction tension there. Work through that and you could have this massive breakthrough in creative thought, independent aha moments, the light bulb going off. I mean, you could invent the next solution to mankind's greatest problem under this kind of a, of a tension, if you will. The pull is actually the push. And to me, this is the greatest thing about interpreting two sides of the coin in astrology, because we get to choose what part of this energy we are going to participate in. And that's simply purely by intention. So why do we not get so predictive about astrology? Like, ooh, something really bad could happen today. You could get in trouble with your spouse because you flip off on, you know, run your mouth. No, because you have a choice and you can set the intention. So use that intention to solve the world's next greatest problem. We need you. <laughs> have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.